Hey, today's daf is daf lamidvav, and we continue discussing b'mei shayotza. So we said, so the Gemara, differ, sorry, the Mishnah differentiated between a kmiya mumcha and a kmiya that's not mumcha. So, and in other words, she can go out with a kmiya mumcha. So what is a kmiya mumcha? Meaning kmiya, we said, is some sort of amulet of sorts that they will wear for, you'll see, medicinal purposes. And what's, when it's expert, it's okay. When it's not, it's not. Okay, so let's understand. So understand is koshi pabo bishana bishilesh. That is, if this kamiya has been used three times and it's been marapa, an individual. Okay, it's actually proven to work. Okay. Rebbe Al B'Shem Rav Yochanan says, man lomar, more than that, a rofer, a doctor, is believed when he says, this is an expert kamiya. And repetibo, and I've used it, and it's healed, repetibo vishineti vishilashti. And I've used it, and it's, and it's healed not once, twice, but three times. So it's a proven uh, kmiya. It's actually interesting here in terms of, are we talking about the actual physical kmiya or the formula or the text? There's discussions there of exactly what it is. However, let, now the Gemara continues. Rav Shmuel B'Shem Rav Zeira says, Ripa la'adam echad, ne'eman la'adam echad. If this has been effective of healing one individual, then that's fine. But that's only going to be proven for that particular individual because it might work. I don't know how these things work, but it might be that works with his, let's call it his genetic makeup. Let's call it that way. Uh, however, lishnaim, also the men lishnaim. However, if it's worked for three people, then in a man Then we've established this is a kmiya that's mumcha, that it works for everybody. And it continues. By the way, if you learn the bubbly, the bubbly opens this sugar up a lot more and starts differentiating between what are we talking about? Talking with the kmiya or the doctor? How, what do we establish as being mumcha here? It seems to be what we're discussing here, at least from this level, is talking about the Kamiya itself. It says, You can go out with this, uh, this proven Kamiya, whether it's one which is a text, or some sort of parchment with writing on it of some sort, or whether this Kamiya, which is literally a knot, there's been made up of some sort of mixture of herbs or the like, or grass or things like that. Other formulations for this commute. Provided you don't put it in a ring or 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 a shear is like a, a necklace of sort or some jewelry. Now, why is that? So Moshe here says because it's not the way of carrying it that way of wearing a kmea, and therefore it probably assumes it'll be like a masoi. Then it's not considered like a lavush. However, Reb Chaim quotes it uh, says it's a bit like we explained in the Bavli. It says mishumarat ayin. So he says, exactly, exactly, that's what the Bible says. Because it appears that you're trying to wear it for tachshit purposes when you're really trying to wear it for uh, kmir purposes. Okay? And exactly what the Maris Ayin issue is, I'm not exactly sure. Meaning, it look, appears like you're wearing, trying to wear it as jewelry. Presumably, it's not effective as jewelry. I don't know. But when really, when your intention is to wear it as a kmir. Okay, that's a Maratayan again. I'm, I'm more just translated. I don't fully understand what the Maratayan is, but I sort of suggest in one way of understanding it. Okay, um, let's continue. Can I put it in a flask? Now, it's more like a tubing. So here it's not a tachshit. It's just, I want to put the Khmer in the tubing, some sort of tubing, and can I wear it in that way? Meaning, is that tubing batel to the Khmer? Or not. If it's not, then I'll be considered carrying the, this tube. So it says, So the, here, again, the way the Rukhaim explains, the whole issue of putting in a shir or tabat was because of the chashash mibay ma'ad ayin. 
Okay, mashma. If it's not mishumar ayin, then it would be battled to it. So here, when you've got this tubing, it's not really mar. There's no issue of mar ayin here because it's not decorative at all. So therefore, you can say that the tubing is battled to the kmeya and since you're allowed to wear the kmeya, the tubing is not. It's not considered carrying the tubing. Okay, so let's get a bal kmei Reb Yonatan. Mau mefik mumaika. Now this mumaika, Rukhaim says, is min tachshish notin savivat savar umuchubar lebeged. It's some sort of decorative piece that they wear around their neck, but then it's attached to the clothing. Again, this is important because we've just talked about how, how a something can be battled to something else. We've just talked about the fact that, that the tubing is battled to the kameh, and you see how it's relevant here. So Amar Loni said to them, Asu Mishum Tachshit. It's Asu Mishum Tachshit. Now, what does it mean, Asu Mishum Tachshit? So, Imishum Tachshit, if it's Asu because it is a decorative piece in its own right, well, Imishum Tachshit, who? Well, then the Daniel Lusa, then it should be asked for Daniel. We learn in Daniel when he was Potter, the writing that was the Ketav. And Belshazzar gave him, it says, that he put this uh, decorative piece on his, around his neck. So if it's the issue of Tachshit itself simply wearing this Tachshit, then how could Daniel wear it? So it must be something else. And if it's because wearing this decorative piece is like carrying, but one second, since it's attached to the clothes, it should be battled to the clothes. Okay? So now we don't find a real reason why this, this mumaika would, should be, um, should be asu. Okay. Rav Yossi Barbun says B'Shem Rav Yossi, Makesh Nitrape, let's say you've got a wound that's really healed, not Nina Larati, you can put a plaster over it, She'enu Ela Kemeshamra, because it's only keeping it from being, keeping it from reopening. Now, what is it? why would it be a problem otherwise? In other words, if it's still in its early stages, the plaster itself might have a medicinal effect. And we know that there are certain things you can't do on Shabbos Mishum Rufua. And that was because of Gzerat Mishum Shechichach Samamanim, that Chachamim said you can't take certain medicine, or you can't take medicines. Again, obviously, the Halakha, there's exceptions, others do this. But in general, you shouldn't take medicines. Why? Because they were concerned that in those days, they would prepare medicines themselves. And if you're allowed to take medicines, you might have to start grinding them. So we have this broad gzeh regarding not having medicine. So what we're saying here is this plaster you're putting on there on the wound that's already healed, and you're just keeping it there to prevent um, from opening up. That's not considered an action mishum rafur, and therefore you're allowed to do it because it's mishamra, as the Gemara says. Okay. Now, Rabbi Avun b'shem Rabbanin said to Taman says not nim ale. You can even put a leaf. You've got Ratia here, but Rechaim says you should read it Allah. You can put a leaf because again, it's only there to maintain it in its state and not necessarily to heal it, meaning protect it from opening up. So Yes, you might be able to put leaves over it, but not um, great uh, vine leaves. Why? Because that would have a medicinal uh, effect and therefore fall under the Gzero Mishum Samamani. Okay, Amrav Khuna says, Pua, Pua is a type of matter. Akar Tav, the root of it seems to be good. And Sagin Tav, Ruchaim says, Sagin Tav means Shnoten Harbem Otoshar Shemitopo, putting many of it on it is medicinal. And it says that, what's the proof? It's, so let's continue. Sagin Tav, Kadit Beichamishak Tarim, Shivak Tarim, Tishak Tarim, if it's got five, seven, or nine knots, Tav Sagin, Obulchud Loyetamayim, meaning putting more of these things of this uh, of this um, pua or akar pua, I should say, this root of this matter um, plant, if you like, is beneficial provided you don't add water as well. Okay, fine. Now here's an important part. It says, pasuk al gabe maka 
Now, you've got Bashabas here, Reb Chaim says you should read Bashem, but if you go to Babel, you don't even need Bashem here. The idea is you're not allowed to read Psukim over a wound in order, the intention here is so it heals. I'll read you Reb Chaim, he says, You're not allowed to use Divrei Torah for its medicinal effect. And it sounds here that the problem is only using Psukim and Hashem Hashem. Because I, as I said to you, we changed the gears from Bashabas to Bashem. However, in Banu Lashvot Sugya Yerushalmi, Mababli says, "Well, look, our sin of Hashem. There's problem using psukim bichlal for medicinal purposes." And it says, "Vahada dekari al Yavrucha asur." Now, this Yavrucha, in other words, someone who recites his psukim on these dudaim, Yavrucha is dudaim, then uh, and it seems to be beneficial. That's asur to do that. And bo, if they say bo vekari et apasuk hazeh al benish hu matabet. And if someone says, you know, come and uh, say, read this puzzle because my son is uh, bothered with some sort of fright, or ten alav sefer, or place a sefer, or ten alav put tefillin on him, by him, or either on him or by him, so he'll sleep, that's also asu. So it seems using psukim or, or tefillin, sefer Torah, to some sort of medicinal effect, is asu to do. But one second, it says, vahatani, omrim ayu shir peguim birushalayim. The special shir peguim. What's that mean? Rabbi Chaim says the shir connected mezikin. They used to say psukim. We'll see what it was in a moment. They used to say psukim for protection purposes against mezikin, things that would uh, harm them. Alma, Rabbi Chaim says, it's mutar. You're allowed to use psukim to protect yourself. So how do we understand this? So Amar of Yudan Yudan says, kan b'shinifka, kan nifka. The distinction the Gemara brings is if you're talking about someone who has already been um, health is compromised and you're trying to use psukim to heal yourself, that's a problem. If you're trying to protect yourself from it, then it's okay. Now, there, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam, when he discusses this, he says anyone who uses um, anyone who uses psukim to uh, for medicinal purposes, he says bichlal hakofrin. He calls them as, as heretics. Why? Because they're turning divrei Torah in something that has a medicinal effect. It has some material benefit, right? It's a it's it's a, some like. Incantation, whatever it is, it has some sort of benefit for the. However, he says anyone who refers However, if it's preemptive, why is it okay? He says, however, if you correct again, then it's okay. That's different because there you're reciting psukim not as some sort of uh, like antibiotic or you know or, or uh, some sort of um, I don't know vitamin or something like that. You're saying it that I want the schut of my kriya, my learning to protect me. So in that situation, it's okay. Now the question is, what's this Eitzel Shir Peguim? What was this? What they used to say in Yerushalayim? This uh, Tfilot, uh, if you like, that would, that would recite to protect them. It says Hashem. This is a, this Kibbutz uh, Tilim. Says Hashem Marubut Sarai Vecholam Isbor. That in time Isbor. And similarly, like we say, Parakriachma, Motishabas, things like that, also connect them as a kin. It says Yoshebet Setelion Ad Ki Atam Hashem Achzilion or something like that. All right. That is um, okay. Fine. Let's now learn the next halacha. Now, here we already discussed the fact that Yisha can go out with a machat she'en nakuva or tabat she'en alav chotam. And we said, no situation she cannot go there because the concern she cannot take it off. So it's only asumi the rabbanan, as we said. So it's, it's still considered jewelry, but the concern is she might take it off, show her friends, or she's a rabbim and carry daladamo. Now, here we're talking about if it's a machat that's nakuva, that has a hole in it. Or a tabat that has a chotam, has a seal, that uh, has an imprint that they use it to seal. So these aren't decorative. The point is, we'll see in a moment that it would be chayiv chatat in that. I mean, it would be isul do right to do so because it's considered a masoi, considered effectively like you're carrying. However, let's add a few more things. 
It says, Velo Bekuliar, Huchliar, if you have here, Kuliar was Rechaim says, Tachshit Shekosher Bo Mapteach Haluka. It's some sort of decorative piece that they use as part of fastening her cloak. And it actually has no real utility, no value. It was only to demonstrate how wealthy she is. Okay. You know, some people have these sort of, you know, what are they showing off type of thing? You know, there's not even, it doesn't have a functional purpose, not even decorative, it's just to show how wealthy you are. Um, there's another parish, Katya brings this in, and Pnei Moshe actually cites it in Yesh Befarshin. He said it was some sort of a crown or tabat agulash, some sort of ring that put around their head. And again, but the problem is both these things, it's not something that normal people would wear and therefore it's considered a, 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 a masoy. Similarly, it says, This was a, um, it's uh, a platon is actually, it's a, they, they will carry some shem and arab, some, some sweet smelling or nice smelling oils. And that's the, and she would do that, carry it on her clothing for perfuming purposes, right? So this is Kadela Riach. Another, and, and the next thing is also the, and that was I missed one. Beloba Kovela, sorry, Kovela ones before, and that was a kesher. That was some sort of a knot of the samim for the same purpose. La Reachra as like the early early deodorants, if you like. Okay, so we talked about Kovela Zulchishapariyaton. So Vimiatzav, she went out with all the things. All these things are considered mamash carrying chayv chatat. Have Chachamim potrim? They Chachamim exempt in the situation of the kochelet, or we we said Kovela. And but sluchisha palaiton, and which is these two perfuming sort of uh, attachments that she would wear, and that is because I understand these are actually a tachshit, so therefore it's pato. Okay, fine. Importantly, what we need to appreciate is that both Chachamim and Rabbi Meir agree that this machat nekuba or tabat sheshalachotem would be chayva chatat, and you'll see why that's important in a moment. And this brings us back to a sugi we learned very very early in this mesechta. So it's a bit of a repeat, a bit of chazara here. Tani, lo yatsar lo yatsar hachayat b'machto shebekelav v'lo halav lar b'kul mus sheboznav. So we talked about people that can't go out on erev Shabbos with and what was a tailor not allowed to have a machat his needle in his clothing pinned into his clothes v'lo b'lav lar b'kul mus sheboznav and also a scribe putting the quill by his ear v'atzar b'bedugma sheboznav or a dye that has sort of samples hanging from his ear. No, also a shulchani, a money changer with this coin by his ear. If he went out, and if he did go on Shabbos, it'd be patro, because it seems to be that's not the derech to carry. It's like a not normal way to carry a coin to remeyer. Whereas Chachamim says, no, since that's the way of these experts, a tailor would go out with a with a needle pin to his clothes. Or a um a, a, a software that's where he does carry his quill, that's why he'd be chayev. Now we say hasha koladam, mashma what coin chachamim, that's only people umanbumanato, only an expert in that way. But if it's somebody else, sorry, what was that manachem? Oh, an Arab Shabbat. No, because the issue is okay, correct. What you're saying is you're, you're asking, but well, one second, didn't I start talking about going out on Arab Shabbat? And the thing is, because why do you go on Arab Shabbat? Because you don't want to go out on Shabbos wearing it. And it says, but if he goes out on Shabbos, that's, that was the context of that Mishnah. Okay. But in any event, we've got some, what seems to be a steer between this Mishnah and the earlier Mishnah we learned in the beginning of the Masechah. And that is, we say, Now, if you recall, we've already did the Sugya before. We've seen this contradiction. And what's interesting here is what was there is copied and pasted, if you liked, here. That's why Taman, 
There really means here, you'll see in the discussion. So you see, if an Isha goes out with this Machat Nakuva, she's Chayvet Chatat. Okay? Whereas, where the Chayat Bamachto, a Chayat wearing a pin to his clothing, is Patu. So it's a theory here. The assumption is this woman's going out like with a Machat, like sort of um, in her hair, by the way, not pin to her clothing. So how do we understand? How is Rimmer saying by the tailor going out with the pin to his clothes is patur? Whereas here, if Isha is going out, like in her hair, if that's sufficient for Isha, why isn't it sufficient for a tailor? So we say, Ramana says either Stam and Rav, meaning in his own name, and Rav Avon said B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan. Taman there, meaning Amisha, Derech Nashim. It was a way of women to go up and pin their hair up, if you like. So assuming it's a, like a large needle, not like a small one, like a sewing one. But Amhacha, but in the case of the tailor, only tfailing yotzim bekach. I mean, professional tailors don't go out really with their uh, with their needle pin to their garment. It's only the rookies, like the new new people that are trying to make a name for themselves so people know who they are. And if you remember the example I gave you was like if you're in a hospital ward, it's the it's the regist- like the young doctors, they're the ones that go with the stethoscopes around their neck. And otherwise, you've got to be more concerned about. But in other words, real doctors, they come in, I don't know, in Israel, like tracksuit pants and, and whatever, they come in like a normal. So, in other words, he says, I am um, like, so a tailor bamachto, that would be, it's not really hotza bakach, that's where Mary says, bipato. However, what are Rabbanan? Machav shizid Rabbanan. Tadab tanina taman bachem potrim bekovela b'tzluchish apaliyaton. Meaning in our Mishnah, even though it says taman, in our Mishnah, it seems to suggest that any person who goes out with a needle, any woman that goes out with a needle, uh, again, put up into her hair, would actually be chayet. Because only chutz mikovela b'tzluchish apaliyaton. However, hamachat nekuva would be chayet. Bada, but in the earlier Mishnah, the Zed is, he, we said only an uman but umanato, only an uman but umanato, meaning only it's only a tailor that goes out pinned to his garment would be chayev. But anybody else who went with a needle pinned to their garment would be patur. So we say, what's the case here? Amarav avon tipta bishagidele. What woman are we talking about? Amishnu kochachamim. The chachamim says if she goes up with a needle, you know, in, in her hair, that's referring to an isha that's gidele. That's a woman who who is um, like a hairdresser. He braid, she braids, she puts people's hairs up in, in, in buns and things like that. And she uses this needle to part hair. Obviously, it's not very sharp, but like to part hair and uses a part of a tool. So that's also umman umanato. That's how we have to explain our Mishnah. Okay. Again, and this is something we saw earlier, and that sort of closes that off. The steer or the parent or appeared to be a contradiction in this Mishnah, an early one. Okay, Rav Acha B'Shem Rav Abba Bar Nachman says, the Rav, the Rav, we said our Mishnah must be Rem Nechemi here. Meaning our Mishnah that says if she goes out with a ring that has an imprint to make it, to use for a seal, that that would be um, chayav. Now, what's interesting here is, is that how is that umam bumunato isha? So again, Reb Chaim says that we learned the Bavli, actually. He didn't actually quote it. He said where to look for it. The Bavli says also, the, how is it, how would, why would Chachamim say that should be chayav? Like how is it, how is a ring that has a seal on it, it's generally not decorative, how is it, why would you be chayav chatat? And that is because sometimes what would happen is, is that the assumption was it was the men that were doing the sealing, that they would give it to his wife to say, can you take it home? And rather than carrying the pocket, she would wear it. So it is considered like a, um, it might be considered like a, a, the derech to wear it in that way. Like it's not considered a shinoi. Okay. Even though it's a, or carry it that way, I should say not. So it's not considered her own clothing, but it's considered carrying. So that's a, just a, 
a side point. Okay, let's continue. Ravacha says, B'shem Rav Abba, Bar Rav Nachman. This Amishnah must be Renechemihi. Why? Tatina Taman, Tabat Shema Techet, B'chotam Shel Shel Almog Tmeya. So this is referring to Mesech the Kalim. Now, Mesech the Kalim, you have to understand there's a difference between Kli Etz and Kli Matechet. Kli Etz, meaning vessels made of wood, if it's Pshute Kli Etz, if it's a simple block or a seal or anything like that, then it's not susceptible to tumen. It has to have, have a bait kibul. It has to be has to have uh, act as, be able to act as a receptacle. However, klimatechet metalware doesn't need to be. Okay, pshute even a, like a knife, things like that, they can all be susceptible to tumen. So what we're saying is, if it's, the tabat is made of metal and the almog is made of coral, okay, which is assumed to be kliats, then we'd say it's tmeya. Why? Because according to this the Tanakama or the Mishnah, it seems to be that the ikar is the ring not the piece inside that's going to be used for a seal. So since the ikar itself is made of metal, shutekli matechet is tamet. Tabat shel almog v'chot moshel matechet, if I were to other way around, meaning if you use coral for the ring and metal for the part that's going to be used to, as a seal, we say that that would be Torah. However, Tani Rebbe Nechemi says, machli, if I switch it around. Because I don't go by the ring, I think the ikar of the kli is the part that's a seal. So there, but by the ring we go by the. In other words, achar uh, chotma. In other words, so once again, so therefore, it's if the inside is is if we go by the seal, if, it, if it's the inside is made of metal, that's when it's tmea, and if it, and if it's made of amog, then it's tahora. So the opposite. Now, why is that like our Mishnah? Because our Mishnah says is that he's mechayev chatat in our Mishnah for a woman who goes out with a tabat sheshalav chotam. Okay, so you see for that the ikar is the chotam itself, because she's chayev for going out with a ring that has this seal on it, it's considered carrying. So the assumption is, therefore, that that's why it aligns with Shidra and Nehemiah, that the ikar is the, whatever the seal is. Okay, so just like Shabbos, because it has a chotam on it, it's carrying, so to Nehemiah says, whatever the material is on the inside will determine if this ring is susceptible to tumah. And he brings further proofs. He says that goes by the same laws by a sulam as well. Tabat, you go achar chotma. The sulam, we go by the shlivav, shlivav, meaning the rungs. The rungs is the ikar, the kli of a, a sulam. But the uh, kolav, achar mi ma'amidav. So a kolav, um, Reb Chaim explains it as follows. He says, it's a kolav hu kamin amud. It's like a stand. Rachav, milamat, it's wide at its base. But dak milamala, and it's narrow at the top. The chanut, the chenvani, ma'amiro lefanei chanuto. He puts in front of the shop. Umasmerim, there are nails stuck to it. Tochuvbo, but tulimbo, they used to hang abnetim, rutsuot, and things like that. All they wear is it hang off it. So it's like a clothes stand of some sort. So again, also you go by ma'amidav. You go by what the ma'amidav is, the nails. So it would be susceptible to tumah because those nails are they're made of metal. And simbaol, the yoke, we go by achar. You got naul here, but it should be baol. Um, achar sam sam niyarav, which is the um, yetedot, the pegs, okay, or the the path it's used to plow with. So Amrav Ila Tifta says the Gemara says now no our mission you don't have to commit to the you don't have to say our mission like Remnichimia because dinim dinim of Tumantara don't necessarily have to align with the laws of Shabbos. Why? As it says Amrav Ila Tifta Divra Kol Kemi Divrechol B'Shotzi Alechdombo, meaning even if the Ikar Hakli. You want to say for laws of Tumantara goes by the uh, whatever the the piece you're going to use to to imprint as a seal. For Shabbos, if the person's taking it out to use as a seal, that means his intention is specifically for that purpose. 
And therefore, it'd be hyped, irrespective of what the Ikar Kli is for Dinam to Mantara. Okay? Now that Rebbe Chaim Tiftar Matnid Nafilu Karabana the Rebbe Nechemah, we could go and show it. See, I'll dat lachtom to buy shat of bad day data achotem because you want to use it to to make to, to if, imprint on a seal. Your dad is specifically on the inside, and therefore for Hilchas Shabbos it'd be, it'd be considered carrying. Okay, Rosh Mol Ba B'Shem Rebbe is as follows: Hatasal lekach lekach. What if it's made for both purposes? It's a decorative piece that happened to have a, 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 a mold on it that you can use as a seal. Seal. It says. Um, if your intention is to take it out to as a seal to 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 use it to sign with, we say then you be chayiv. If you you take it out as a decorative piece, again kavana makes a big difference here. Then it's patur Why? Because the chotem would fail at tachshid. It will be secondary to the, the the decorative ring itself. Okay, let's continue. We're talking about the Isra is someone going out with any weapons. So a sword, a keshet is a bow and arrow, a tris is a shield, Allah is like a lance, a romach is a spear. If he goes out, he's chayv chatah. Rabbi Yezir Omer, tachshit in him. He says, no, Rabbi Yezir says it's, it, they're decorative pieces. It's like jewelry. But Chachamim says, no, the necessity to wear a sword on one's hip, if you like, is actually a genai. It's actually derogatory. It's not a decorative at all. Shinemar, as it says, because you have in the Navua, then in the future we won't have to have any weapons. The fact that we have them is a negative thing. It's if you're going to take their swords and beat them into plowshares, their spears are going to turn to masmerot to pitchforks. Fine. Let's continue. Birit tehora. It's like a garter. It's like a ring, like a bracelet, if you like, to put around, uh, around one's leg to hold up the socks and the like. So that is Torah. It's not considered a kli, meaning it's Meshamish Beged and Meshamish Adam, because they use there to hold up a Beged. And the Yotzim Baba Shabbos, you're allowed to go out on Shabbos wearing it. Now, the important thing here is, is even if it's pretty, if you like, she's not going to take it off to show anyone because it runs a risk of her tights falling down, or, or, or you know, so that she's not going to take it off. However, Kvalim Tmeim, the end of Shabbos Shabbos. So Kvalim is almost like handcuffs they put in the legs. And that's to restrict the gait of an individual. The, the Gemara discusses uh, badly in terms of why that was why it was important. A certain family had issues, um, but uh, and but that's that's to me not, now that's a proper cle. If you like, it's like handcuffs connect two to these two loops that hold connected by a chain, and you cannot go out wearing them on Shabbos. Not a tachshit is therefore considered carrying. We'll, we'll discuss it anyway in the Gemara. Now, Ketiv v'chamushim alu bnei Yisrael meretz Yisrael bnei Yisrael came out from Yisrael chamushim elamed shu mezuyanim bechamesh minei zayin. That they each came out armed with five different types of weapons. Okay, now the Gemara asks, okay, he Allah, what's this Allah? Or we, we, uh, I translate it as more like a, uh, what a, a lance, I think I could translate it, yes. It says, sorry, it says, Ravosi, these things going off here, so I'm just quiet my computer a bit. It says, Mishtakir Allah. That's when you pull out the Allah. Had Amra kamin daikrin. It seems to be some sort of yated peg because it used to be that, in other words, at what point tormimenta goren? Now this is this is important if you if you recall from we learned this back in Mesech the Masrod. Read Reb Chaim says Mishum she'ena gor mitchayev b'maise atchigemar malachto because we said that you're allowed to eat from a snack from food that even is harvested until it reaches gemar malacha. And once it reaches gemar malacha, you can no longer eat a snack from it anymore. It's mamash tevel. Okay. The whole lechum of Farish, what's considered the Gemara Malachav Tua, 
The Ka'amar and it says Mishtaker Allah. When you pull out this Allah, so what's this Allah? Hukuminya tell it's up of like peg, if you like. Shoshokha, the end of the end of it's sharp. For Tokimbo Bakarka, they put in the ground, so that the pile would be collected around it. So like a point in which they'd gather everything around it. When they'd finished removing the pile, then the okay Allah, they pull it out of the ground, and that was a sign of um uh And we sham the man who says the Allah And it seemed to be some sort of a peg, if you like, whose one end was sharp, and it says they're like digging into their enemies or something like that. Okay, fine. Maybe probably different to how I explained as a lance. Lance is slightly different to that. But let's let's continue. Um let's, yes. The Gemara says now. What's the reason Rebbe is there that says you can wear it? Wear all these weapons on Shabbos, not considered carrying. Because it says, Because the puzzle says, Gird that sword on your Yerech, on your thigh. Gibor, brave one. Which is your glory, your majesty. So you see, the puzzle itself refers to it as being a decorative thing. However, my time the Rabbanan or the Rabbanan say that might be true then. However, we've got a Nevoah that says, What's Le'itim? That means La'itim, which we said is these plowshares. That's a Migzayin, which is uh, pitchforks. Okay? So it says, you see, because the Nevoah talks about these things, we don't want these things, and eventually they'll be used for agricultural purposes, that it's a Gnai that we have to have in Bichlal, and it's not considered decorative. Okay. Rav Chia B'Shem Rav Yochanan says, Birit Koshu Yechidit. The Birit, we said, is, the, I said, a garden, like uh, this loop that put around one leg. Again, it was to hold up socks and the like. Um, however, Kavalim, that's like your handcuffs, says, Koshar Shal Shelet Benehem. That's, we've got these two loops, one on each leg, and a chain connecting between the two of them. So Rav uh, Yudo Omer, Birit Zu Atzada. This Birit is referred to as an Atzad, is the Atzada we refer to in the Torah. What, what does this refer to? Damarav Yehuda says, This refers to after the Melchama against Midian, after the incident with the Benot Midian. It says that they uh, they collected everything. So, and it says, Let us offer a Korban Hashem, Ish Asher Matzah Klizav Atzadav Atzamid Vatabad Agil Vachumaz Lechaper Nafshim Lechnei Hashem. They want to offer this up as a Korban or give it to the base of Midrash. All these manners of jewelry. As a form of kapara. Okay, we're over time, but partially what was the kapara for, but we'll, um, that, uh, that's a matter for another time. However, what are all these pieces of jewelry that Gemara is interested? Atzada is a proof sula, or there's different gurusul out here. Rukhain says proof sula, that's this atzada, this is this gata that I said. However, samid, what's samid? Samid is a shayare. Gemara, as it says, it's like a bracelet. Because it's a piece of jewel that goes on one's hand, so therefore it's really a bracelet. <laughs> a tabat is a ring, which is as kaya, which is um, and we know what ring is. Agil is kachaya. What's an agil kachaya? It seems to be a earring. Kamadatema baglim al oznaich. Oznaich, oznaich. Let me get the pasukrat. Yeah, oznaich. That the agilim would go on their ears. So an agil is like an earring. The chumaz. Yeshomrim zed dufus shel rechem. Reb Chaim explains it as follows. Read the translation. He says, Shehu nekubim kotlei beit rechem. They put in the in the private, they would perforate, seems to be the, like, like, a, like a pierce, I should say, somewhere in the um, private area of a woman. 
to prevent our relations and things like that. Okay, that's one understanding. That, well, that's what the Benomidian did, right? And it says, the some sort of like some sounds like some sort of bra of some sort that they would support the dud in the breasts. Okay. So those are those are the piece of jewelry that were that they collected and wanted to offer to the um the Mishkan. Okay. And we're going to talk more about jewelry next year, but that's uh that's sure to me. All right, call to have a good day, everyone.